570. In L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on as we hang out here. Everybody's almost out of here now, Rob Parker. I know where's everybody. Cleaned out for the second practice. We are at Chargers training camp down in Costa Mesa, hanging out. I'm getting ready to go throw through a few passes out here, Rob Parker. Uh, hey, I'll go deep. Me? You go deep for yeah. me? Come on, I man. I'm uh, Harold, Harold Carmichael. I, I, hey, Harold. Remember my Harold? man, oh, of How, course. That's was, my guy. Was he 6'6 six, six or 6'7? Six, six, he was 6'8". Right, 6'8", receiver, yeah. man. How was that though? I think, he, I think he was one of those uh, add-on for the Halls, I believe he was, it was. He right? absolutely was, yeah, yes. Yeah, so really? good for him. Yeah, Hall of Fame, Harold Carmichael, yeah. Philly Eagle legend. Um, yeah, we continue on. And, 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 and this hour, Rob Parker, because of what happened the last hour, we definitely need some cleansing. You need some cleansing. Yeah, Yeah, you do. You know how you can get on these rants. Yeah, once you know, in a while. Once in a while, man, and we don't know what you're I'm talking about. I'm a good about. guy you're, most of the time. You're a great guy. <laughs> Sometimes you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> so we got to cleanse you up a little bit. You know, All we, right. we got to cleanse Clean, you up. I'll do that. And I'm, for that. I'm willing. And for that, it is now time for the haiku at two. And we welcome on my man. Victor Brick Jacobs. And Vic, good afternoon. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon, Rodney Pete. VTB. <laughs> Turn up the tranquility, y'all. <laughs> yeah, oh, Pete, these. These training camps are like country clubs compared yes. to when uh, you were going through two-a-days and pads. Speak on it, Vic. Two uh, you would have had 16 more years in the league, man. Shoe Six, program. I, you would have played till you were 50. You would have been still playing. incredible conditioning and, your mental, and, your, and, your, and your, your mental strength and oh. your physical gifts. I think, Rod, that you would have played till 50. Till 50? I wonder why Brady yes. keeps playing. Yeah. These guys don't practice. It's walkthroughs. <laughs> what do they do? They barely put on the pants. Yes. And and Rodney, we would uh, we would let you know what the other team's defensive signals are too, so that would help you out as well. <laughs> you gonna let me know? What <laughs> you playing today? You playing yes. man zone? Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'll tell you. The, I'll tell you. You know, from, from the sensational interviews I've been hearing from Charger Camp, I really detect a change in attitude. They really seem to be having fun under Staley. Yeah, and you know Herbert, 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 under uh, you know Joe Lombardi uh, is going to have a sensational year. The defense seems you know they're foaming at the mouth. Uh, I I'm really looking forward to a great Bolts season. They, I, I can I, I can detect it already from Costa Mesa. There's a great there's a great vibe. If if you want to you know you know boil it down to a vibe, but. They seem to be having a good time, very excited. But I know it's you know training camp, but you got to stop the tranquility somewhere, man. This is where it begins. 
It is a it is a good vibe down here, Vic. It really is. I mean, we talked right? to a number of guys last weekend, this weekend, and just the attitude, the enthusiasm of, of practices is crisp. It's short and sweet, which I think guys love that they're getting in and getting the work done. It doesn't drag out very, you know, it doesn't have a long, dragged out practices like you're normally used to in training camp. They, they're getting it in. And and uh, the attitude, like you said, the compliments of the coaching staff has been really good. And and uh, you guys like what they're doing, kind of backing off a little too, you know, the physical stuff so they're fresh. Um, again, like we've talked about, they can stay healthy. They, they, they got a shot to be really good. And is, is it true there's a new Charger ritual before every game? Every player is going to be tugging on Keenan Allen's beard for good luck? <laughs> Two <laughs> shows nightly for Coyma Hilton. Try the chicken parmesan. Tip your waiters and waitresses. I haven't quite heard of that one I yet, know, Vic. right? <laughs> tugging the beard of Keenan Allen. He's got a fabulous beard. Yes, he does. He's yes. been cultivating that for years. Yes, he has. He's in for Fred Rogan this week, and he's really laying it, laying down his wacky verse. Of course, <laughs> led, led Queens Boulevard all salesmen in the borough of Queens for, for the movement of penny loafers at the stride right on Queens Boulevard. Here he is. <laughs> it's Rob Parker. I'm the blackout Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> Stride right king. Uh, that's right. Stride right. right king. Think of that name. No that's one more penny loafers than you, man. That's right. Stride right. Stride right with Rob Parker. That could be a new podcast for you, Rob. Stride right. I like that. With Rob Parker. I think my Almost ex-wife like a would name situation. My, uh, It'll be a wing-wing situation. It would be, but my ex-wife would name my podcast uh, Buster Brown, I think. <laughs> He's executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney show. He's indefatigable. He's tireless. He's multi-skilled. Give it up, please. It's Kevin Figures. King Flavor. And he's in for the vacation in Ronnie Facio. He is your pregame, your halftime, your postgame voice of the Clippers. He's very excited with the addition of Sergi Baca. Put your hands together. It's Adam Oslin. <laughs> Blocker, y'all. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're all Jeopardy fans, let's face it. And the landmark decision today from uh, Sony Studios, they're going to have dual hosts to replace the incomparable and the, the legendary and the iconic Alex Trebek. I think oh, Alex would be very that's happy. That's terrible. That's terrible. My, Mike Richards and... Mike Richards will do the main hosting, but they're going to do uh, spin-off shows with uh, Mayim Bialik. Of course, Blossom? she's very, uh, she's well-known. You know, she was Blossom, Mayim. Really? And, uh... You know, when she got the job, I said, hello, uh, okay, I just blew it. Lahayim, <laughs> 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 I want to say Lahayim, I couldn't get it out, I'm sorry. Mayim Bialik. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bang Theory, of course, was a main, you know. Yes. What? I don't understand. What, what, what happened to the? Is it the producer or whatever? Has he got the yeah, job? Yeah, the producer guy was supposed to be doing it, right? So did they drop Mike him Richards, because of what happened? 
No, Mike Richards and Bialik will share hosting duties. It's unprecedented. Two hosts. Richards will do like the, you know, the blue collar stuff, and they're going to do spinoffs of Jeopardy, and that's where Bialik comes in. And you know, she's a neuroscientist. She has incredible credentials. And the mm-hmm. producer said, quote, she has an innate sense of the game. So they love Bialik's auditions. And Mike Richards is a, you know, a veteran of the show, knows it inside and out. So they're going to have two hosts. Col- I, I thought I he had it. a lot of personal issues. No? So they... they, they no, Mike, no. Mike's fine. What happened to... Uh, did you see Joe Buck the other day? I heard he got a lot of, a lot of crap, a lot I of flack from Buck. people. did see Buck. Yeah, Buck was on. Was he terrible or he good? There's just a contingent of people who hate Joe Buck right, and anything right, yeah. that he does. So I wonder if it was that great or if he actually was just I didn't see any feedback about Joe Buck. Yeah, apparently it was, the feedback was not positive. Yeah, Joe, Joe Buck. There was some blowback with Aaron Rodgers saying he was stiff. Yeah. And really had no personality. Aaron Rodgers, remember when Aaron did it? I thought Aaron did a good job, you actually. You didn't like it, Vic? He was solid. I, I thought it was solid. I'm just giving you the critiques. You know, I gather all information and I try to encapsulate it into one, you know, crazy process. But he got some blowback being he was too stiff and not enough personality, Aaron Rodgers. But that's, you know, just to get up there and doing it, that's a tough gig. Jeopardy's hard, man. you got to really, you know, have an incredible grasp of a plethora of topics and you better know your stuff. Of course, no no comparison to the great Trebek. No. How about the Dodgers last night? Hour forty five rain delay. Okay, yeah. Nola had him baffled. Yeah. You know, the, every guy, every, everyone was striking out. And you know, bless the rain, bless the weather gods, because we got him out. You know, Scherzer also had to step out, but yeah. Nola had our number. And then the Philly bullpen comes in, and we went to work. You know, Sieg's went deep. Corey Seager, man, he gets hot. Yeah. He's back. He's back. Get He's Seager back. back, man. Get Seager back into a groove. My man Muncie went deep. Pollock pimped continues it hitting. He it a little bit, too, Vic. I love Muncie. Love Muncie. How about this bullpen? Who are these guys? They asked Dave Roberts. So two weeks ago, did, did you know half these guys? He says, no. He had no idea who these guys are. Connor Green finished up. Kid from Santa Monica. He's yeah. an actor. Did you know that? He's Connor, an actor. the guy who pitched the ninth? No, I did not know that. Santa Monica High School. An interesting story, this Connor Green. Friends with Charlie Sheen, okay, uh, has, has had bit parts and television stuff. Okay. And he's a surfer, very, uh, very cool dude. So you get to know Connor Green, Dodger fans. As long as he's not and acting like a major league real. pitcher and can actually pitch, then we'll take it. Well, pitched a nice ninth, no? He did, yes. yes. You know, you got to put the dagger into the Phillies. You know, they, oh, we've won eight in a row, we're hot. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, you ran into Scherzer, you ran into the Dodger bullpen, you're not hot. You, let yeah, you know, beat big. up on the lousy Mets, okay? You beat up on the lousy Mets. What you got against the Mets? Keep that in mind. With that eight-game winning streak, who'd you beat? You know that's what it boils down to. Did you beat Flotsam and Jetsam? Yes, they did. (laughs) 
Now you're dealing with a ball club. You're dealing with a dog. This is a different, this is a different animal. Then they beat they beat Flotsam and Jetsam, not just Flotsam. They beat they yeah, exactly right. They, they beat Flotsam, then they beat Jetsam. <laughs> and of course, the New York Mets fall into that category. They've plummeted to third. And Rob Parker, you know the Mets. You grew up in New York. Yes, you know, I smell them. I smell the Mets the all the way from here. That's what they do. They choke. I don't care who owns them. Steve Cohn, Barry Cohn, Phyllis Cohn. I don't care who owns them. How about ice cone? Ice cream cone. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Ice cream. Yeah. How about how about? They pull the they pull the same choke job every year. The Mets. It's who they are. It's okay. The Mets fans still love them. They got my man Javi uh, Baez there now. I, I, I'm, I'm a Mets fan. Yeah, I'm a, I, I grew up a Mets fan. I grew up in Queens. Born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens. I was a Mets fan. I, I know the story. You know, but I, I speak the truth. through all Mets fans. I get it. You know, the Grom can't pitch every night. That's just the way it right. is. Right. you gotta, you got to throw in the rest of your rotation. and You know, they're, they're all... Paper Talk Tigers. Talking about wait, wasting, a, wasting a Hall of Fame pitcher, boy. Mm. Mm. The Grom. Mm -hmm. Something Unbelievable. Else. You know, but like, listen, I we need to sweep the Phillies. I, 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 wanted, I thought two out of three would be done. But now I, I have a hunger sweep. for the sweep of the Phillies because he, you know, the hated ones aren't losing. No, they're so not. Gotta somehow stay somehow within, they're not stay losing. Four. Right. They're not losing. You know, yeah. Padres keep winning. You know, they want to, they're thinking of moving uh, Tatis to the outfield. They are. Well, he's, that, he's, that, he's that, never played outfield, Fernando Tatis. Yeah, but you know what? Why would they move him? Because because of all the throwing errors and whatnot. He might be an outfielder. He might yeah. really, yeah. You know, you can't yeah. have that many errors and give up the ball like that. You know. Well, the, I think it's more injuries. Yeah. You know, he goes all out. He hurts his shoulder every two weeks. Well, well, because he dies for balls. You know, he doesn't stop playing. You know what I mean? He's always yeah. hustling. No, I, I think Tatis the way he plays. But, you know, there's a there's a reckless element. Remember, you know, Matt Kemp, when he was the Dodger, was with relentless pursuit of, of a baseball. And it, it, it hurts you sometimes. you got to pull up. You, you notice Mookie, when Mookie plays right, very measured. I mean, he played. He's an amazing ball player, but you know, he knows he knows where the wall is. You know what I'm saying? Got to get Mookie back with that hip, man. Yeah. I miss Mookie. I really miss Mookie. Look at me. I'm missing Mookie. <laughs> Mookie, Mookie, yeah, Mookie. In that lineup, man. I, you know, I don't care what the, what the hater wants to do. When Mookie returns, and, you know, we're full strength. There's no way the hater ones could beat us in the series. So okay. You're missing Mookie is what you're saying. Especially you add Mookie to this mix. Come on. But don't forget Gavin Luxy. My man Luxy is you know playing very well. You know it's minor league. It's just rehabbing, but he'll be back soon. You know Luxy's going to be added to the mix soon. You know what Lux might appreciate, Vic? A haiku. It's by Tom Clawson. Tom, Tom, Tom Coughlin. Yeah, he the used to coach, coach the Giants, right? The Jaguars and the Giants. Tom, Tom Coughlin. It's Tom Clawson, C-L-A-U-S-A-N. He's from Ithaca, New York, where I went to school. Ithaca. I went to Cornell for a couple, you know, 
couple of years at Cornell. I was just in Ithaca. Beautiful little, little town, isn't it? Oh, Ithaca, Greece, I was in. Is that where you oh, were? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ithaca, Greece, difference. come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ithaca's a whole compared to Ithaca, Greece. This haiku for you on this Wednesday, August the 11th, from Tom Clawson, grew up in Ithaca. Bottom of the eighth, and this is for, for Philly fans. Bottom of the eighth, eight determined drunks get the wave going. I'm feeling you. Philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> freedom. Tom Clawson. <laughs> wait. 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 Yeah. Man. B- yeah. B- bottom of the eighth. The eight drunks get the wave going. That was the cool. Yeah. <laughs> from Philadelphia. Let's do the Philly fans. So that's a capacity crowd for the Miami Marlins. Eight people. I and they're know, all drunk. Because right? they can be entertained by what's happening on the field. They got to entertain themselves. Vic, <laughs> why did that speak to you today? I thought it was a little different, a little exotic riff, you know, a little, little, little off the beaten path. I liked it, especially for Philadelphia because they're going down and they're going down hard. Philadelphia, yeah, you're not playing the Mets anymore, people. Is Joe Girardi's the manager, right, for the Phillies? It's like uh, it's a merry-go-round of managers, man. I think I believe it's Girardi. Yeah, yeah, yeah Girardi, Girardi is Girardi's the manager. The manager yes. yes, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah he understands. Right. He gets it. You're not right. playing the freaking not so amazing Mets. Maybe David that Price. Haiku, since it was uh, that haiku, since it was meant for the Phillies, Vic, it, it'll work today as well. That's right. Absolutely, got David Price going. You know, a yeah. bullpen, a young blood bully has been unbelievable. Love it, uh, the Vic. Phillies are going down again. They're going down. And again. They're going down. Uh, Vic. Two more games. Three o'clock, of course, Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Tim Cates. First pitch four-ish, of course, right here. AM 570. L.A. Sport. Dodgers, Phillies. Yeah, the Azul. The, the collective is stepping up, man. Stepping up in Philadelphia. I love it, Vic. And speaking of the Dodgers, we got Ned Coletti joining Woo. us next to break it all down. I met that girl right up at my show Left her man in the crowd on the floor Out of town, never saw her before Told her, baby, we don't got that long Listen, this not my city show But I tell you Thanks for joining us on your ride Thank you very much, yes Speaking of which, traffic If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney You can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app Rogan and Rodney AM570, LA Sports Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Finishing up here at Chargers Training Camp in Costa Mesa, having a good time out here. It is a beautiful day. Uh, got a chance to talk to several Chargers. Got to talk some Laker basketball. Now it's time to talk some Dodgers. Yeah, let's do that. We haven't done any baseball. Let's do it. All right, here he is, Ned Coletti. Ned, big win for the Dodgers last night. But before we get into that, Ned, I'm, I, I got to tell you a little something about watching a game last night. I'm sitting there, and we're watching it. I'm watching it with my wife, Holly, and she is – she, she's probably, outside of the, the, the players and coaches' wives, the biggest Dodger fan No, there there's, is. No about, no. there's no doubt about that. <laughs> you know, because you I see know, her. I've seen her at the yeah. ball games. Yeah. She's all into the Dodgers. All right, in. Right. You know, it's like, you know, because my man RJ's in the clubhouse, so now she's a uh, she's a player's mom. Right. Right? So mm-hmm. she's a clubby mom, so she's into it every pitch, every game. And I get mad at her, Ned, because she listens, she watches the feed. As well on on like the balls and strikes, he gets it on the on the Dodgers app, 
and I'm watching a game on TV, which is a little bit of a delay. So I'll hear her in the other room going, oh, no, oh, hell no, oh, yeah, oh, oh, and then yelling up and down. And I was like, can you just put some headphones on so I don't have to hear that and kind of watch it real time? So we're watching last night, and, you know, the Dodgers win, and after every single game, and, I, you know, I love you. I talk to you all the time. But yep. I'm ready to, to kind of move on. And she says, oh, no, the best part is coming up because I get to see Ned Coletti break down the game. Wow. And so she, she wants to wait and watch the whole post-game show with Ned Coletti because she loves the way you break it all down, man. That's nice. So I, I just wanted to share that with you. I'm honored. That's yeah. good. That's good. That's yeah, good. Man. If I need an agent, I think I know who I'm calling. There you go. There you go. She's got your back. <laughs> Um, all right, big win for the Dodgers, Ned. I mean, they snapped uh, the Phillies' eight-game winning streak. Uh, the seems Phillies like been rolling. They have been rolling. Uh, but it seems like the Dodgers, you know, after that Astros series and acquiring the new players, man, they, they've got they got a lot of life now going forward. And and Phillies, no joke. Like Rob said, they've been rolling. But to have that kind of victory is uh, is great for them. Uh, especially starting off a, a six-game trip on the um, on the East Coast, always big. You know, you got. Time change, all that stuff. You're playing a game at really four o'clock LA time. You know, you're going to sleep probably at four or five in the morning on the East Coast. So when you get that first win on the East Coast, it's big. And as you said, you know, Philly's been really good offensively. They put Reese Hoskins on a DL IL yesterday. Uh, you know, Dodgers know all about the IL. So, uh, but it was a huge win. I thought it was interesting that when the rain came, it changed the game. Because both Scherzer and Nola were dealing. They were flat-out dealing. And suddenly now you got a couple-hour delay almost. They're both gone, and now you're getting bullpen versus bullpen. And I thought Knavel yesterday was great. So good to see him back. And Trinan, of course, has been good. Bessie has been, been better and better. So it turned out to be really bullpen versus bullpen. And it was good to see the Dodgers, uh, you know, not with Joe Kelly being used, not with Kenley being used, with other guys being used and, and being successful because that, that pays dividends down the road. That, that shows confidence from Dave Roberts to them, also gives them confidence inside that room. And I think Knable coming back is going to be a, a big addition to this club. He was excellent. First two guys got on, then he strikes out Harper. Then he strikes out Real Muto. I mean, those, that's, a tough, that's a tough way to go, but he did it. I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I think the Phillies are going to win the NL East. I really do. I think uh, the Mets I, are falling. I think huh? the Mets are falling. And, and Ned, they also, the Mets, you know, their offense has struggled all year. They just had superior pitching that allowed them to stay in first place for that longer period. But you remember Chili Davis got fired there, right, as the hitting coach because yep. they couldn't hit back in April and May, and they've been struggling. And, and the Mets have 13 straight games against the Dodgers and the Giants at one point coming up. Right. Right? You know what I mean? Like, like that's yep. a buzzsaw. I, I, I really believe that the Phillies will win. But let me ask you this as we switch to the, back to the Dodgers. Uh, yeah. Mookie Betts, you know, obviously scratched, uh, headed to the IL. Uh, I, I'm worried about him. I mean, is he – this has been some season for him, in and out of uh, being hurt. Are, are you concerned long-term as far as this season goes with him or no? Um, I am. I think, I think perhaps the best that, uh, that he'll be able to do or manage is, is really um, somewhat of a limited appearance schedule. Maybe play two, take one, play two, take one. 
he's the kind of player that loves to play. It, it, it hurts him more not to play than to be hurt almost. And he's been, been struggling all year with stuff and probably laid low on it and didn't say anything when everybody else was getting hurt the first 80 games of the season. But as we know, especially in this sport, Professional sports is a is a physical grind on a daily basis, and no no more than no so much more than baseball, which is an everyday game. And I think that he's done as best as he can do. I think when you have um, what he has, a hip pointer or a hip irritation, something like that, you know, it's tough to rest that. It's tough to it's tough to to do you know what they've tried to do, which is play him at second base. In his first game at second base, he goes Fardo was right in Arizona, yeah. makes his diving acrobatic yeah. play. A couple of days later, he's doing the same thing, going to his left. You know, he's a player, but I I do think that you, you've got to be a little bit concerned unless they think they can shut it down for for ten days, fifteen days, and have him come back the first of September and be able to get through the next two months on an everyday basis. But you know, when you when you have somebody and I just look at the character and, and how he plays and, and how much he loves to play. And then when you when you have to decide to sit him down because he he can't can't do it right now, that tells me a lot. Same thing with Clayton. You know, yeah. it's, 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 you've got two of their prime guys that are, are struggling to get back healthy. Yeah, yeah, and and you, those guys, you got to protect them from themselves. And that's yes, that's that's the tough part. Would would the Dodgers be better served? I know this is a tough question, probably tough for for Dodger fans and even the Dodgers organization. Do you, because he is your future, he is long term, already signed and sealed and delivered. Do you shut him down for the rest of the year? Wow, that would be a tough call. I, I don't, I don't think so. Unless unless you're told that, um, and he's told, and he and he wants to do it, a different dynamic then. But a lot of times you're going to hear, look, you can play through it. Uh, you know, it, it's a pain tolerance issue, or um, you can't damage what you have any more than it is today. It's a matter of how much you can take. Or you know what? If you keep doing this, it's going to turn rest into an operation or, or things like that. So I think those are decisions that we are not obviously privy to those conversations, but. Uh, in my history, that that's where you kind of get to the the crossroad. If it's if you're going to make something worse and you're going to take rest and turn it into an operation, or if it's going to be surgery, but it's going to be the same type of surgery because you can't hurt it anymore, or if it's going to be a more serious surgery and a more uh, a tougher rehab, yeah, then you got to think those thoughts. And but I think you know nobody knows that except they do. And, uh, you know, they'll go about it whatever way they think is best. But sometimes it's a tolerance issue. And, you know, I, I guess I'm guessing from his perspective, uh, it's going to take somebody telling him, hey, if, if you continue to do this, it's going to get a lot worse and cause a lot more trouble. Then he would probably opt to the surgery. But I think short of that, I, I don't know that he's going to say he wants, uh, he wants to sit down for the rest of the year. Ned, I love seeing Trey Turner run the bases and the speed, and it reminds me of some of the great players who had speed. When did speed go out of style in baseball? When 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 they started paying for home runs and and they didn't want guys to steal bases? Because I still love it, you know. Oh, me too. It's um, I think I think as the evolution of analytics has started to become more and more prevalent, um, you know, people see obviously there's no time clock. There's the outs. How many outs? You got three in any. You got 27 in a regulation game. So you don't want to give an out by running. 
but I've always loved the speed game. I think um, when you can put pressure on defense in any sport because of your first yes. step, because of your your stride, because of once underway, you're, you're really dynamic. That puts so much pressure on defense, and it changes games. Uh, you know, I, I think back to the Angels when, when, when Mike Sosa was leading them. They were a first-to-third, first-to-home team almost all the time, even with guys that were, were average runners because they, they put pressure on teams. you got somebody like Trey Turner. I don't know if I've seen anybody faster, certainly not lately. And he right. gets great reads, and the way he cuts the bases, I mean, it's a huge weapon. I love watching him play. He is exciting. How about that slide last night? Yeah, I mean, he runs fast. Yeah, like he was on a slipping slide. The right. slide was even quick. You know what? You were talking about speed changing the game, and Rodney and Ned, follow me on this. I do believe that the speed factor was huge in the 1986 World Series. If that's not Mookie Wilson running the at first base, running the first base yeah. do you know what I mean? I believe Buckner exactly. picked his head up for yeah. a second. You know what I mean? Yeah. Knowing that Mookie was a fast guy, and it cost him. Am I right in that speed? You know, I had, I had never thought of that before, and I, I was happened to be at that game. Uh, but you're right on. Uh, you know, Billy Buckner was, was uh, an older first baseman at the time, uh, did yep. not have the same had agility a bad had wheel. early. But he saw Mookie right. coming, Mookie Wilson, and, you know, suddenly his, his eyes divert from the ball to where's the base runner. World changed. Yeah. No well, doubt. No doubt. I was at that game too, Ned. Matter of fact, that was the first World Series game I ever covered. I was that was nineteen eighty six. Yep. I was twenty two years old. I was a rookie reporter at the New York Daily News. Wow. That's the first World Series. A New Yorker. Oh the first World Series game I ever covered. Can you imagine that as a twenty two year old kid? <laughs> And look at oh, you yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How does it get better than that or more dramatic than that, you know? Right. I'm an oh, old yeah. dog now. <laughs> uh, Ned Coletti joins us uh, as we are hanging out at Chargers training camp down in Costa Mesa. Uh, Ned, you, you mentioned it earlier about the rain delay and the starting pitcher because both of them, both Scherzer and Nola, were, were dealing. Talk to the fans and let us know, you know, inside the clubhouse as to why – those guys don't go back out after a rain delay. Well, it's it's too much of a risk physically. Uh, you know, you've got you've got preparation to make a start. You've got routine. You know, we know Clayton is by the minute, and now suddenly you're taking you're taking an athlete, and you're really kind of shutting them down for. And, and this, excuse me, in this case, almost two hours. And I don't think it's it's wise to, to send somebody back out there. Uh, they've cooled down. Muscles have cooled down. Uh, you're almost in the rehab phase of, of finishing off a start by the time you're getting two hours away from it. And, and the team in the dugout when the rain hits, they're, they're out there. They've been away from it even longer than the team that leaves the field during a rain delay. I think once you get past a half hour, 45 minutes, I think it gets a little bit a uh, little bit dicey to run somebody back out there. A little, little bit depends on the, the pitcher himself and, and how conditioned he is and what he what he's able to do. But you're talking about two teams competing, two teams, one one sitting on the heels of the Giants, the other one uh, is trying to keep ahead of uh, the Mets in Atlanta. And so they cannot afford to have either one of these guys go down because they put them back out there. And I think there's, this too, there's too many things. As soon as I saw it go past a half hour, I knew neither guy was coming back. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to risk it. Uh, you just mentioned yeah. the Giants, and I remember us talking a while ago, and you weren't sure if the Giants would be able to keep it up, uh, you know, just 
because they they really you know came out of nowhere really, and uh, they were the first team to seventy wins. Where are you on the Giants? I mean, obviously the the Dodgers are still in competition in in you know in in striking distance to still win the division, but it doesn't look like the Giants are going anywhere, does it? You know, I um, I've seen a lot of things happen, and I you know I watch a lot of games. Um, they have been as good a team as has been in baseball. They play hard. They play smart. Um, they they execute. Uh, they can do a lot of things. They take advantage of teams who make a mistake. They're good in the clutch. I don't think they. I don't think they win a division though. I think they're starting you pitching. Still don't think so. A little wow. Bit. Uh, you okay. know. I think you know. McGee's been good closer role. Rogers has been okay setting up. But you know they you know, had they gotten somebody like Kimbrel. I, I feel a little bit different about it because everybody can mm-hmm. slide back one, including cutting your your starters innings off by by one by having a stronger bullpen. I just don't know if they got the staying power. And I think when you lead like they have lead by a game, by two, by three, by four, for so many days, you're constantly looking back. It's tough to run forward when you're looking back. And I think that the Dodgers catch them. I think the Dodgers are the team to beat, I, I, and I'm, gonna, I'm staying with it. I'll let you know when I change my mind, but it's – I just to want to know. Because, next to their name that says they want it for me yeah. to change my mind. Cause I, no, I hear you. Hey, Ned, I hear you. To last. This is the it, tough but it's been a, You've still got a It's long been incredible, go. though. It just has been incredible, right? Because I thought, too, that at some point, you know, the, the tape and the glue and the mirrors weren't going to hold it together, but they're still there. I'm I'm really surprised. Here we are in mid-August, and uh, they're still there. They're still there, and I'm wondering um, who on on the Diamondbacks is on the payroll for for the right. Giants <laughs> based, based on what has transpired in the last couple of days. <laughs> you know, oh my, you, you talking know, about watching the game last night, watching our game, right. after that game, they lose a five to nothing lead, and you go, and, and yep. a lot of times you'd say, oh well. You know, the momentum clearly is on Arizona's side, but that don't mean nothing. Next thing you know, it right. signs up by two. Arizona ties it. Oh, not a momentum's yeah. really on Arizona's side. Nah, it ain't going to make it. They, ain't going to make it. And yeah. they still lose. And right. they boot two balls at first base at the end <laughs> just to, to, to let them in yeah. there. But see, but, um, but you watch that game, and even though they won the game, you know, I mean, you're, you're talking about, you know, Alex Wood, great Dodger, you know, helped this team a lot. His ERA the last few starts has been almost at six the season starts to wear everybody down and they have been at max effort since the first day of the season to their credit but and staying at that and staying with that you know you're talking about you know you can only sustain for so long now the dodgers are getting guys back healthy who who are fresh and I'm speaking of, of Corey Seager and, and, and now even Bellinger seem to be kind of on that road to getting back to form. You know, now, hopefully they can stay healthy through the rest of the way. But Corey Seager uh, last night uh, getting the three hits and the home run opposite field, it feels like he's getting back to that MVP status that he was a year ago. And now Cody Bellinger is starting to get his confidence back. What do you make of those two guys? And, and then you still got a red-hot A.J. Pollock and, and, and Chris Taylor going forward. So um, the Dodgers seem to be hitting their stride at the right time as well. I agree. I thought Corey looked better last night than he has since, since really the beginning of the season. Uh, three hits, uh, triple shy of the cycle. Uh, 
Bellinger's been better, uh, better at bats. Still needs to kind of stay locked in there a little bit and not be be so aggressive and a, just a, a, a touch early and a touch pulling off. But you know we're seeing improvement, and, and I think that that's huge for them. And you know I just I, I, I sense that this team is yet to play at full strength, and maybe they don't ever play completely at full strength. But I, I just don't. I haven't seen the team at its utmost yet, and it's so deep that at some point in time it's going to happen. And and you know I mean you you know too, Roddy. It's, the the end of the season when things are getting tight and and you've got big games, teams that have been there for eight straight seasons and have won all these types of games, they walk in a room and they know what they can do and they know how to do it. And until you've done that, yeah. you're going to find out if you know what to do and you know how to do it. And in all respect to San Francisco, they haven't done that. This group has not done what, you know, you got, you got Crawford there and Posey and, and Belt. You've got some guys that have, that have won championships. But by and large, the, the rest of the group, it's like, wow, look at what we're doing. But when you get to the last couple weeks of a season or the last few weeks of a season, you get past Labor Day, goodness, we'll find out. We'll find out who can and who can. Right now, it's been a nice story. We'll see who can and who can. Yeah. Um, and, Ned, before we, before we let you go, I just want to get your take on, on, on the pitching situation twofold. First, uh, with, with the uncertainty with Kershaw, and we talked about him wanting to get back, and, and it's still the timetable is still a little bit iffy. How much of a role do you see now David Price being in the rotation, and as he's getting more and more innings, as they see the, seem to be letting him go a little bit more and more, how much of a role does he play? And then, you know, the back end, the closing situation, how do you see that playing out? Well, I think David Price is going to give you quality almost every time out. And he's starting to get stretched out then at a five, six inning range. So I, don't, I have no, no worries about David Price. You know, he took last year off, opted out. Uh, probably fresher because of it, and now that he's he's built his arm strength back and and he started the the start and, and everything like that, I think that that he's going to give you quality most of the time. End of the game, I think you know, you're going to have to play that by ear a little bit. Uh, I think Knable coming back last night to me was huge. I think the biggest loss this team has had this year has been Dustin May because you had somebody that could really do almost anything in the for that pitching staff. But I think Knable coming yeah. back and how he pitched last night, especially to, to Harper, especially to Rio Muto, that it, it looked to me like, you know what, this guy's back, he's healthy, he's game for the situation. I think adding him to the different choices Dave Roberts has, starting with Kenley, I think I feel a lot better about that. What What is ailing Joe Kelly, that he went on the I.L. yesterday and nobody said really why. Uh, that is a little bit concerning because I think he's been terrific too. I think they've got enough to piece it together, and I do, th- and not just piece it together, but piece it together very well. But also, we know that Julio can close, and I think maybe that's in the back of their mind as they get deeper into it. That hey, if we can get Clayton back, and you got Scherzer, and you got Walker, and you got David Price being effective, all you need is four starters that time of year. Sometimes you only need three. So I think that they're going to have a lot of flexibility, a lot of different things. I think they've continually used players and and pitchers in all different situations. And I think that always is the best way of going about it. I think they've done a great job with it. And I think that they'll they'll be able to use people in in more variety of 
places being dictated by the game and being dictated by the schedule and who's hot and who's not and, and matchups than any other team. Well, absolutely, Ned, and uh, appreciate the insight as, as usual. And, and like I said, um, you know, I thought I was her number one fan, but it seems like Ned Coletti wow. is Holly's, Holly's go-to now when it comes to insight on baseball, man. So you got that role. <laughs> well, well, tell her thank you. And if I, uh, if I mention the word Dodgers tonight in the post-game show, it's me saying hello to your family. Oh, there it is. I love it, man. I love it. That means eight or 20 times, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it, man. Thanks again, man. My pleasure. Always, guys. Oh, my man, Ned Galetti never disappoints. We'll be back to wrap it all up from Chargers Training Camp. It's Harris Jr., Derwin James, and Rashawn Slater from the Chargers. Also, our good ma- our good friend Ned Coletti. Many thanks to Rob Parker for sitting in for Fred. Petros and Money are next. To a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep them guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the.